Hey, this is Dr. Evans Kariuki. Welcome to Firebrand Nation. Your life will never be the same as you go through these teachings. These are teachings for soul winners. Here at Firebrand Nation, we believe that we are called to reach one soul every second. This podcast is designed for soul winners who hunger and thirst to see the lost come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Bless the Lord, bless him, bless him, bless him. Out of your belly, bless the Lord. Bless the Lord, church, bless his holy name. How many of you are ready for God to perfect that place in our heart? Take, take your seat very quickly. Somebody shout, I believe. I believe. I believe. Stay up there, band. I believe. Therefore, I believe. Therefore, I speak. I believe. Therefore, I speak. I believe. Therefore, I speak. Let's put some points down. Let's put some points down. I believe. Therefore, I speak. Write this point down. Faith in the heart is manifested in the mouth. Faith in the heart is manifested in the mouth. Has someone ever told you they love you and it was hard for it to come out? It was like, I... I... Let me get some water. You tell somebody I love you and they're like, I... I, I, I like you a lot too. That thing that is stopping them from speaking is their heart. It's the heart that is stopping the manifestation of what they have to say. Church, I mean not to offend anybody, but I need you to hear me today. When your heart and your speaking is aligned, things get easy. Things flow easily. They move easily. They just move and flow easy. You cannot teach on faith and the words of our mouth without addressing the heart. Because with the heart man believes, with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. And the reason why many believers say many things, but never walk in the supernatural miracle life of God, is because their mouth is saying it, but their heart is far from him. The Bible says that your heart is far from me if somebody says i love you and it's truly from the heart that word i love you means very many things i'm willing to marry you i'm willing to give my life up for you i'm willing to commit myself to you if someone says i love you but are not willing to follow through it's a sign of their heart the bible says this people draw nigh unto me 
with their mouth and honor me with their lips. But when the real test comes, but their heart is far from me. You know how painful it is to be with, in love with somebody whose their heart is far from you? It's like you're always performing to get something. But it's like everything you do is empty. It's because their heart. Am I preaching to somebody today? Their heart is far from it. Have you ever taken a job that your heart is far from it? It's like every morning is like, oh my gosh. Lord, if it wasn't for this bill, if that job has you buying lottery tickets, trying to get out. Buying lottery tickets, trying to get away. Because your heart. Am I talking to somebody this morning? Your heart's not in it. And wherever your heart is not in it, anything you produce out of it, you cannot sustain. A child who's not born out of love, a heart connection, ends up being raised by one parent. Because the heart always requires responsibility. So church, when it comes to faith, we know your heart is in it, not by what you say, but by what you do. Faith is fully manifested in actions. The full growth and maturity of faith. Are you writing notes? The maturity of faith is manifested in actions. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. The heart. The Bible says that faith without action is dead. The same way a relationship without heart love is dead. But some of us are raising dead seeds, dead relationships, dead finances, dead destinies. Because the heart came out of it. Faith, if it has not works, is dead. Being alone. Church, listen to your pastor. If you feel alone in faith, alone, it's dead. The Bible says it's given to us a measure of faith. 
write this scripture down. A measure of faith. When everyone receives a measure of faith, Romans 12, 3, what you do with that measure is what causes your faith to grow. What you do with that measure of faith is what causes it to grow. There are many Christians today who their faith died a long time ago and because they still have the t-shirt, they still have the Bible, they still have the church look, they think they're still alive in God, but they're dead men's bones. Because faith can die. The Bible says, without works, it is dead. So faith is like a seed that everyone was given at salvation. When you said yes, you received. As I preach to you today, right now, there are three voices that are working. Number one, the voice of what I'm saying. That's the logos, the voice of the word. Number two, the voice of your experiences. The voice of your experiences, what you've experienced, what you're thinking about, what you had for breakfast, what you, what you know about church becomes the filter through which my words are coming forth. Then there is something that is unseen that you can do nothing about, which is my prayer life, my devotion, my walk of holiness, my sanctification is speaking unto you. God can tell somebody right now, you don't even know me, you don't even know my life, but God can be telling you that's a man of God. That does not happen by flesh. Flesh and blood did not reveal that to you. It's the spirit that draws you. But unfortunately, many Christians don't know how to walk by faith because for, for you to believe that that's a man of God, you've got to believe that God is working in them even sometimes more than he's working in you. So God says, that's a man of God with a word for you. Then you start saying, oh, I'm a man. Every man got weaknesses. Every man got failures. So you begin to dilute the word based on your experience. But when faith is engaged, you don't engage the word of faith by your experience. The Bible says, with the heart, man believes. I don't understand it all, but I believe. I don't see it all, but I believe. It is written, therefore, I believe. Church, hear me. Sit down. It is your experiences that suffocate faith in your life. God gives you a good boo thing. Godly thing. But because the last one was a whole mess, you're now looking for mess here. Do you know there are people who have been abused so much, and please hear my heart, that they don't know love if it doesn't come a little bit rough. You've dated so many thugs that any nice talking slow man looks like a weak man to you. You know it's the truth. Somebody is chasing their men at the house. Yo, go do some, come home late or something. Put some excitement in this relationship. Like, you go, you go, you go and talk rough to me. 
The man is deep in prayer, speaking in tongues always. Deep in the things of God. And you're like, no, I'm not attracted to those things. I want, I want to search your phone and find somebody's number or something. That's what somebody say, God forbid. Somebody say, not me. Somebody say, I want mine loyal. I want mine faithful. I want mine deep in God, speaking in tongues full of the Holy Ghost and seeking God. Because I've tried all that other mess and it did not help me. It did not lead me nowhere. I want somebody deep in God. If that's you, don't wait. Shout now. Shout, send him, Lord. Send him my way. Send him down my aisle. Send him down my way. In the name of Jesus. Sit down. So faith, faith is given in measures. In measures. Now that does not mean that faith, if you're of little faith, you're less. It just means what you're believing for, you need to grow in faith for. You understand? What you're believing for, you need to grow in faith for. So as I give you these scriptures, don't judge yourself as an immature Christian. That's not my point. The point with this teaching is for you to examine where you need to grow. Are we together? So very quickly, and, and uh, let's bring these points together as we get into confession. So we are all given a measure of faith. That measure of faith increases based on certain things. Number one, who you sit under. Who you sit under. How shall they hear? Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. How many of you know that scripture? All right. Are you, are you trying to cook me up here? I'm feeling heat. I think they're trying to slow roast me. Please put back the cool air. Slow roasting me up here. All right. So, Brother Morrow or somebody, do something. With, and it just came all of us. Maybe it's the Holy Ghost. It's a fire, isn't it? <laughs> all right. With, with, where was I? <laughs> Faith comes by and hearing by the word of God. So you grow in faith based on how much you hear. Are we together? And your hearing is impacted by who feeds you the word of God. The word of God, this word impacts your hearing. Right? So faith comes by hearing and hearing the ability to receive faith comes by the word of God. Then the Bible says, how shall they hear if they don't have a preacher? So the preacher can impact your level of faith. So sometimes people have the capacity or the cup to receive more faith, but they've been sitting under somebody who doesn't have faith to pour into them. Because majority of things in your Christian life are learned by observing. You observe, you walk somebody walks, you watch somebody walk by faith. You watch miracles happen, they cause you to be built up by faith. How many of you have ever been in this building and something happens that lifts up your faith? Let me see. 
Amen. Something boosts your faith. It lifts you up because you're in an environment of faith. How shall they believe in him whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? The preacher is more important than the president, more important than the principal, more important than the school teacher. Because the preacher deals with the merchandise of eternity, which is faith. Then the Bible says that when Jesus comes back, he will he find faith on the earth. And the same scripture says that there is coming a time when there will be a drought. And this hunger is not for natural food. It's a hunger for the word. So you grow based on who you listen to. You grow based on what's feeding your spirit. Amen. The second way that you grow in faith is by the laying on of hands. Generational transfer. The legacy in your life. The legacy of the anointing. I am cut from a certain piece of cloth. The lineage and the legacy that I follow, that we follow, is a different kind of legacy. There are things that are biblical, but yet I cannot even begin to make series about because the legacy that I'm from is a legacy of soul winners. So church, you can attend this church for three months. You can attend this church for a while, and I don't even mention soul winning, but something on the inside of you wants to go out and change your community. I can preach about finances all month, but guess what we're going to do after we talk about finances? We're going out there and win souls. Because the legacy, the DNA, the faith of this house is a soul winning ministry. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So, the growth of our faith. Now, the other way faith grows is by your actions. Your actions. What do you do with what you've received? What do you do when God speaks? There are certain measures of faith. Write this down. Little faith. If you love the teaching of the word, around here we teach every Wednesday, 6 a.m., the word. For one week, every month, we have our conference week. Word, word, word. So please write these scriptures down so you can pray them and read them. Little faith is a measure. Matthew 14, verse 31. O thou of little faith, why did you doubt? Faith is faith that starts, little faith is faith that starts well, then after a while gives up. Look at me. If in your life you have situations that are cyclical, you begin something and never finish it. You start, then all of a sudden you're cut off, you never finish. You go, you never finish. It's, do you understand what I mean by cyclical? Cycles, cycles. What you need is keeping, staying faith. Because there are Christians who start well. 
like Peter, started walking on water, but halfway he saw the wind. And they stop. There are times, there are Christians who have faith, but your faith cannot withstand the winds. The boys, you cannot withstand the winds of life. Hear me. Life is not easy. Please hear me. Nothing you ever do, please drop this fairy tale, especially you last boons. Drop this fairy tale mentality of life. You're in a battle. And the devil is not going to sit back and let you do anything for him, for God without attacking you. If you get a new job, celebrate for one day. But after that day, get in your prayer closet in prayer and fasting because the devil is coming. You get into a relationship, celebrate for one. Tell your neighbor you have one day to celebrate. But the other seven days are prayer and fasting. One day. Don't be a little faith Christian. You start good, but cannot finish. The problem with little faith Christians, they are very quick to backslide. Little faith Christians are Christians who they get victory, stop drinking for a while, stop smoking for a while, stop laying around for a while. All your enemies are counting time on you. They're like, last time it took them eight weeks. Let's see what we got this time. Oh, they back in church. Let's give them. See how long before. It's the truth. Because little faith, when the winds begin to blow, they don't know how to speak to the winds. They don't know how to command. They, when you're living in a little faith mindset, you, it's like a fantasy. My son, my last born son yesterday, hey, he was having a rough day because he was told no. He can't have it. He said, Why? Why can't I have it, Dad? I'm feeling this thing in my heart. Dad, I don't know what's going on. I'm melting. What's good? My whole world is coming to an end. Yeah. Because I told him no. And then he was playing piano. I was teaching him piano. And he was having difficulty. So he's like, I'm done. I said, no, you're not. <laughs> I'm done. I said, no, you're not. He folded his hands. I said, put those hands on those keys. Put them down. All right, Zachariah. E. E. Nah, 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 nah. Then he plays a little bit and flops. Says, I'm done. I said, Zachariah. When you get to the third digit, you need to move your thumb.
to the next key. Okay, dad. One, two, three. He goes four and five. Says, Zachariah, move your third digit to the next key. Now in my ear, I hear mom who was in the room get quiet. And I think Zachariah heard it too. Because Zachariah found a magic button. Uh, I don't want to do this. And you can tell with his eyes that he's looking around. And he raised up the volume. And I hear the door opening. And mama comes and we're in the keyboard area. I'm like, Zachariah, you can cry all the tears you want to cry. But when we are done, the third finger is going to cross over to the next key. Tears all over his face. And mom comes with this psychological theology of how you just gotta understand kids. I told her, mom, go back to the room. This is me and my son. She had a whole theory of how he needs to be explained to five times, six times. Don't spoil your children. There comes a time when you tell them, do it because I said so. Do it because it's in you. Today I stand with the anointing of the apostolic office and I declare you're going to walk by faith because God has deposited it on the inside of you. If you have to do it crying, you're going to do it. If you have to do it crawling, you're going to do it. If you've got to raise those children with tears in your eyes, you're gonna do it because God is alive on the inside of you. Somebody shout, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna break this addiction. I'm gonna break this bondage. I'm gonna break this curse that's over my family whether I want to or not. So, cut a long story short. When we were done, the third finger was moving and he was playing well. Church, when you have little faith, you have to be careful because the Bible says when you begin to walk by faith and draw back, the Lord has no pleasure in you. Can we talk? The Bible says the Lord has no pleasure in those who draw back. No pleasure. Do not ever excuse your giving up on something that God has asked you to start. Nothing. One, two, three, read Hebrews 10, 38 of the screen. One, two, three, read. Because for most of us, when you draw back, people go to hell. When you draw back, people go to hell. Peter led his group, Paul, sorry, led his team 
with a forward march mentality. David Livingstone, you should read his story. He led his men with a forward march. Regardless of what we face, we are marching on. So little faith starts then gives up. So you pray, God, increase my faith. When you're challenged, tell God, increase my faith in this place. I declare your faith is increasing in Jesus' name. Oh, our time is so far gone. All right, let's write this next one. Great faith. Great faith. Matthew 8, 5 to 10. Matthew chapter 8, verse 5 to 10. I have not found so great faith no, not in Israel. Great faith. Somebody say great faith. Great faith. And saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home sick of the palsy, grievous, tormented. And Jesus was entering unto Capernaum. This man came to him. And in verse 10, Jesus says, this man had great faith. Because the man told Jesus, all you have to do is speak the word. You don't have to come to my house. You don't have to say, just speak the word. Great faith are people who are not even like Christian polished. But they believe God at his word. New Christians have a radical faith, yeah? They do. That some of us who've been here in this thing for a while got to work towards. Man, new Christians read this word and believe it. Because they haven't been polluted by religion. And God called it great faith. That's why the Bible says you need to have childlike faith. What is childlike faith? Childlike faith is like when you are a Christian child. When you are just born again. Next, weak faith. We got to finish this. So I'm giving you the points. Weak faith. Faith number one is little faith. Number two is great faith. Number three is weak faith. Romans 4, 17 to 9. And not being weak in faith. Weak in faith is people who believe but are not filled with the spirit of faith. So you believe, but you're not full of the Holy Ghost. You don't speak in tongues. Are you understanding? Weak faith always requires word to strengthen themselves. But the Bible says, building yourself up in your most holy faith by praying in the Holy Ghost. So faith gets weak when you don't Increase it by praying the mysteries. Are you, are, you, are you learning something? When you don't increase it by praying mysteries. So if you're believing God for something, there's a check you're waiting to come through. There's something you're waiting for. And, and I know many people are receiving many financial miracles in this season. We are. We're in a season of financial miracles. The, the American government, quickly, we're, we're done. The American government has printed 80% of all money 
that has ever been printed since 1913 was printed in the last uh, 22 months. So there's a lot of money in the economy. Are you understanding me? Why, why are you looking? Give me my graph. Look, you're looking plainly. I did not intend to show you this. I, uh, 1960, this is how much money the government had printed. Since our last election, we have printed 80% of the money in the, and I'm not preaching politics, please. This, this is facts. You understand? That's why houses are going for higher. That's why incomes and all that. Are you understanding? So let's say I was believing for God to increase us financially. I know this is happening. I tap into the spirit, speaking in the Holy Ghost, declaring mysteries, saying if 80% has increased, my finances, the church, my calling will increase by 80%. Are you understanding? You, you lay hold on something and cause and declare what's going to happen. Amen. So this, this, is, this is real. This, this is real. This is from Federal Reserve. This is where we are with printing dollars. So what does that mean? It means that for us, we need to realize there is a window of opportunity. You understand? There's a window of opportunity. Now, the printing has not stopped. I think there is going to be more being polished, pushed into the economy. But if you're weak in faith, I think we are done with the feds. Put this. Put it. <laughs> I, I don't want to get weighed down. Keep the spirit of faith, Lord Jesus. <laughs> Not being weak in faith is when you see something and you determine I'm going to lay hold of it, but my faith needs to be strengthened. How do I strengthen my faith, pastor? Praying in the Holy Ghost, staying in the word, connecting with the things of God. Where, pastor, where I was raised in church, we never believed in the Holy Ghost. I get it. That was the capacity of the person you sat under. That, that we said you learn through who you sat under. There are preachers who don't believe in women preachers. They don't. So I don't know what they do with the book of Joel. I don't know what they do with the church of Corinth. You know, it's... But according to what you've been taught, but there's so much more in God. And instead of fighting and letting religion stop you from receiving the Holy Ghost, go to God and say, I see it in the Bible. I see it in Scripture. Now fill me with the Spirit of God. Are we together? All right. Next, being strong in faith. Romans 4.20. Romans chapter 4, verse 20. I will be talking more about what's happening in our country and around the world very soon. And when I do, please understand, 
you got to prepare God's people. It's my responsibility to prepare you. Amen? It's my responsibility to prepare you. Amen? But God, do you remember God said all these things at the beginning of the year? He said before April we're going to have a war. He said all these things. So don't, don't be concerned. Amen? Just have faith. There is safety in the household of faith. There is safety in the house of God. Romans chapter 4 verse 20. He staggered not at the promise of God, but was strong in faith. Somebody says strong in faith. Strong faith does not stagger. How many of you know what staggering is? It's what you do after you... Something. Yeah, it's staggering. Not staggering in faith. Next, exceedingly great faith. I want to give you these points quickly. Exceedingly great faith. Second Thessalonians 1, 3. We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is meet because your faith groweth exceedingly. The level of faith that a preacher can take you to is a certain level. But what you add on to it is what is called exceeding great faith. So yesterday we had the young people and different groups going out and evangelizing. I was not there. They did it on their own. So for me, I'm seeing their exceeding great faith. When you go over and beyond what you see, you're, it's considered exceeding great faith. Are you understanding? We have ministers and leaders and departments and e-life groups that are operating in exceeding great faith. And I declare to everyone in this building, you're exceeding in faith in the mighty name of Jesus Christ to the glory and to the honor of the Almighty God. Next ever-increasing faith Luke 17 Luke 17 verse 5 Luke 17 verse 5 church how do we increase our faith where does faith come from looking unto Jesus the author and the finisher right next next type of faith full faith full faith Acts chapter 6 verse 5 Full faith is, uh, let me see, Elder, actually let me use Brother Jakai, stand up, come, come, come. Brother Jakai could have been in church for three months, four months, and he's believed the word, he's received the word, and now, hear me, thank you Ben, he's ready to serve. He's, how many of you know this statement? Ready to take the next step. Like, I'm already convinced this is a church I want to join. I'm already convinced I want to be an usher. Whatever your next step is, when he's convinced that I'm ready for this next step, he's full of faith. Full faith is right before you exercise it. And full faith needs to be released or it will die. The Bible says in the book of Acts, find men who are full. As in, this person is just ready to be put to work. 
Are you, are you understanding what I'm saying? I'm just ready. Lord, give me the opportunity. I'm ready. I'm ready to move. I'm ready to go. Are you understanding? Being full of faith is a state of readiness. Look at this. I'm saying, please, the whole multitude, that they choose Stephen, a man full of faith. There are people who sit in church and churches around this country full of faith, just waiting to be activated, waiting to be sent. I declare your sending days now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Bless the Lord. Thank you, Brother Chakai. Thank you, Jesus. Keep writing this. Next, genuine and failing faith. First Timothy 1.5. I'm going to give you the scriptures. Our time is far gone. Then there is unwavering faith. James 1.6. James 1.6. Unwavering. Doesn't move. Once they say yes, their yes is yes. That is what the kind of faith that Jesus is looking for when he comes back, is unwavering faith. Does not move. People who say, I'm saved, I've been born again, and I'm going to be born again the rest of my life. There's no backsliding for me. Then there is rich in faith. James 2.5. Rich in faith uh, when you can move your faith into different situations. It's easy for someone, if you... If you can pray for someone else to be healed, you have faith to pray over somebody. But there are times when we can pray for somebody, cannot pray for yourself. What you need is to be rich. Rich soil, rich soil, you can plant many different things. There are people you can send and people who can do many things and everything they do prospers because they are rich. In faith. Are you, are you learning something? Rich in faith. Do you want this next few or do we close? Okay, very quickly. James chapter 2 verse 22. Mature or fully developed faith. Also write Jude chapter 1 verse 20. But you beloved... Building yourself upon your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Mature faith is when the spirit of faith and the Holy Spirit are saying the same thing. When the spirit of faith and faith are saying the same thing. Like I can stand here and say, I pick someone out and I say, in the next three days, someone will give you $3,000. And, and in Jesus' name, Zetalaba Bontaraya. Thank you so much for joining us. I truly believe you have been blessed. If you have enjoyed this episode and would like to join Firebrand Nation, the movement, connect with us on social media at Firebrand Nation. Go to our website at www.firebrandnation.com. Remember, alone I'm a flame. Together we are a fire. Like, share, and distribute this so that others could be blessed. God bless you.